All right, welcome to Pipsqueak, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Pipsqueak, the cafe. You know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around a drink. And I am your host, it is Sean over here on the other side of the bar. I am drinking on my usual. My usual is bourbon with a splash of Red Bull. I also have my trusty H2O in this cup, just in case I get a little tipsy. Today, I am joined in a cafe by Denise. Say hello, Denise. Hello, everyone, and hello, Sean. And I'm hello. actually drinking some Coke. Mm-mm, too many calories. Okay. Uh <laughs> All right. So, Denise, this is going to be episode 81. Episode 81 is what it do. Now, for those of you who are looking, you saw when we started off, I had a couch section over there where no one sitting there. That's my invisible guest on the other side. But when people actually hear physically, that is where they would sit. But no one is here, so we can take her on off. All right. Denise. It has been a freaking minute. How are you, madam? I'm good. I'm busy. I'm tired, as you can tell. I mean, I always have them, but they're like a little bit more prominent today. I went to bed early, woke up at four o'clock in the morning and have been up since four. So I'm tired, but I'm here. Okay. Well, we all appreciate you being here because you, you exude awesomeness. It would be nice to get paid once in a while, but <laughs> you get paid with the smile. Look, let me show you. Uh, uh, I don't want it. Look, Thank look, look. You. you could take it back. All right. You could take it all back. <laughs> all right. So I have been working, 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 working. I'm preparing for a trial. So I've been super, super busy and have personal stuff going on. But other than that, life is still there. I'm still exercising, still trying to do things that I enjoy. But yeah. So we kind of want to do an episode just so we can shoot the shit, have a little conversation. Um, and here you have a trip coming up. I am. I am extremely excited. I am going to be in Morocco for, I think, like 18 days. So I am going to stop in Dubai, be in Morocco. We're going to do some g- glamping at this upscale desert camp in Morocco. Nice. So it's going to be super, super fun. We're going to do some camels. Yeah. So it's, it's a long time coming, but I'm super excited about it. I'm not so good about the planning. So we have this group chat and I've been super busy, so I haven't been as in t- attentive as I should. So technically the other two are doing all the planning. I just chime in every once in a while, but the reality is they don't listen to anything I say anyway. So it doesn't matter. All right. I was just going to ask, do you like, do you guys go through a travel person or yeah so what we're doing is we're going through a travel company in morocco to do all of the planning and because i think we're going to go through like seven or eight or nine cities um and so they're doing like um planning like where we stay we have to do some of the finding where we want to stay on the front end right um, in the initial city and so you know everyone's standards are kind of high and want to want to make sure that we're having a good time and be in a place that is luxurious so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's I'm super excited about it. it. Definitely get my mind off of personal shit. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you too because I remember before COVID you had a Dubai trip. 
scheduled. And then COVID messed that up. Twice. Co- yeah. For my birthday, when COVID first came, and then we were going, we planned a trip to Morocco because I decided not to go to Dubai. Planned a trip to Morocco. Then another strain hit and they had to cancel. So now we're ready to fucking go. However, you heard there is another string, right? Okay, we're not we're not going to speak negativity. We're not. We're not. We're not. I just want you to. I just want to make we're, you aware. We're not going to speak negativity. We're not, we're not. We're not. All right. All right. Okay. So, all right. What 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 else you want to talk about? Let's see. I don't know what else. Let me see. With me, I'm trying to move out of here. Like out the city or where you stay. <laughs> No, I'm just trying to leave where I, where I stay. I still want to stay in the city because, you know, Dorian is going into high school. <laughs> My baby mm-hmm. is going into ninth grade. And I do mm-hmm. want to be a little bit closer because the high school he's going to is not a high school. It's not his home high school. So I want to be a little bit closer to him just in case. So I'm trying to find. It's, it's also time for me to leave this place. I've been here for way too long. But, yeah, I'm trying to find somewhere closer to where he's going to be. Well, I hope that process works out beautifully for you. I'll send you positive vibes, but yes, it's time to go. I told you, you shouldn't be there that long anyway, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, it sucks. Okay. So I understand that you have a friend. Yes. Who who approached you. Well, let let me ask you this first. How do you feel about giving advice to people? When it comes to relationships, like how do you feel? Do you feel that you're the right person to to give advice, or do you feel that okay? Because no, you're not. <laughs> well, let me let me say this. Okay, I have recently started a journey, mm-hmm. and it's a journey of journaling, and it's a journey of therapy. And I was resistant to therapy. But I really love my therapist. I really like to be able to just talk to him about the shit that's going on in my head, the shit that's going on in my heart, the shit that's going on around me. And I love the fact that I can just be open and honest without him judging me. Right. So I'm learning to be more introspective on things and also learning how to deal with other people differently. So I say all that to say that I think I am in getting to a place where, you know, I can give good advice. And it's always easier to give advice on something that's not necessarily your situation because you can see it from another perspective. So, yeah. So here's my issue, right? I, I, I agree with you. You know, I feel that it is easier because you're not the one going through the situation. So you can kind of put yourself in both you know, both positions or however other people are involved. But I, I think it's gotten to a point for me where one, I feel like, what the hell am I giving you advice? And I don't even have a relationship Two, It's like, why would I continue giving advice? If one people don't take it. So what's the purpose of me giving you the advice for me just but to... But that's not the point of advice for people to take it. The point of advice is so that individuals can have a different perspective so that they can weigh it against whatever they are dealing with for that situ- situation. And they may be receiving advice from different people. And so they are adjusting or they are trying to compare or you know use it as a way of uh, a pad. Like, 
okay, well, this is what this person would do. This is what this person would do. This is what I want to do. And you weigh it so you can make an informed decision. And sometimes that informed decision may not seem like the best decision for the person who's giving advice or even the best decision for the person involved in the situation. But your advice is not to be taken. It's to be taken under advisement. That's why it's advice. Let me put it this way. <laughs> it is not necessarily the, the taken, but I feel like don't waste my time. You know, like I'll give you advice and I'll tell you what my opinion is. But then don't continue coming to me for me to tell you the same thing over and over again. Like, it's not going to change. My cat is here. I know. Here. Let me see him. I haven't seen him mm -hmm. in a while. Because he's going to get up here and tear all this shit up. Go ahead. Oh, I miss him. It's just that I just personally feel like I've had experiences before where I give advice. And then when a situation happens based on something I said, they immediately come back and say, I wish I would have never listened to you. I've had that happen twice already. So mm -hmm. with with those two individuals, now I know I'm not even giving you advice, period. Don't come to me because mm -hmm. the first thing I'm going to tell you is I'm not I'm not getting involved. Mm -hmm. But this this third person that came to me, I felt like I was just wasting my time going mm -hmm. over and over again with the same thing. It's like I, I kept saying the same thing. And personally, I felt like by, my, by the second time you called me and I gave you my advice and you knew that I'm listening to you, but I'm going to continue trying and trying and trying, like, th mm -hmm. don't waste my time. Don't, don't come asking me for nothing more because what I'm saying is not going to change. I hear you. I, what I hear you say, I'm going to pare back what I think I hear you say. You tell me okay. if this is accurate. What I hear you say is that it's exhausting to give advice to an individual who appears to be doing the same thing and in the same pattern, which caused, caused them to come to you initially. And they Correct. never try to do anything differently to see if they can change or shift things. You, you, you have said it exactly how I want Therapy, to baby. It. Therapy, baby. That is active listening. Boom, boom, boom. Go ahead. Okay, no, <laughs> you may have to um, introduce me to this therapist. No, I mean that. I just wanted to know what was your feel on you know you giving advice to someone and just feeling like why no, are you asking for advice if you're gonna do the same thing? All right, that's like that's like someone who's addicted to some substance, and they come to you for help over and over and over, right? At some point, you just stop giving the, the help because you are perpetuating the issue or the trauma. But if you feel that you're not technically perpetuating the trauma and the issue really is, is that the person is not implementing the advice, I think those are two different things. Because sometimes we can be a conduit to the trauma versus trying to give saline advice in a different fashion so that the person can hear it differently. And sometimes it's about hearing it differently, right? Because we can give the same advice over and over, but sometimes we need to switch how we're saying it because the way that a person receives something may be different if we change certain things. Like I've, I've dealt with people, you know, where I can say something and I feel that the person is twisting my words, right? And so 
and they're looking for certain words. Like you'll have a conversation and they'll be like, well, why did you say this? And why did you use this word? And I'm like, motherfucker, words that, that I don't have to speak the words the way you want. But what that is telling me is that for them to understand, I need to change kind of the, the narrative, but still keep it on point with what I'm trying to say. And I know that's difficult. I know that gets annoying, but sometimes people just need to hear it differently. I tried. I, I mean, are we just going like, to be talking in esoteric terms or you're going to give me some real, like the situation? Come on. It was just, you know, the person was in a relationship and I think the person felt that everything was going well in the relationship. And then all of a sudden got blindsided with the other party saying, I don't want to be in this relationship. You know, I don't think that that communication between us is well. So I don't know if the exact, you know, if the exact words were let's be friends or let's just end it. But, you know, that's what it was. They were in a relationship, felt everything was going well, got blindsided with the fact that the person broke up with them. I kind of felt like I was lied to because you or the person felt like. Let me tell you why I felt the person lied, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the relationship is a person that is where I am in my area. However, the person that the my friend was with doesn't live in the same city. They live in a different mm -hmm. city. Mm -hmm. And so my friend came and said, you know, I feel like I need to go somewhere to relax my mind, you know, like have a good time. And so I was like, okay, well, go to Denver because personally, I love Denver. And I wish, you know, like I could just do like my friend and just get up and go. But I was like, go to Denver, you know, go to another city that you haven't been to. And my friend was like, no, I want to go to guess what city they named. The city, the city where, where the, the mm -hmm. other person is. Mm -hmm. And so in the back of my head, I was like, nah, mother effer. <laughs> like, you think you're playing me, but you're not. And so I was like, you know, but why? And my friend was like, well, I, I know the area. I know the places. I've been there already. I really like it. It's like a hippie town and whatnot. And I'm just going to go. You know, I'm going to go there because it, I'm comfortable there. So I was like, hey, if you're comfortable there, you happen to run into the person, who cares? You're having fun. You know, mm -hmm. my friend gets to the city and all of a sudden, and one of the conversations we are having, it slips and it's like, well, that's what I came here for to, to like fix the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this motherfucker, <laughs> like I fucking knew it. Like you didn't have to lie to me. Like what was the fucking purpose of your lying and making it but, seem but, like. But how do you know the person was lying? Because the person <laughs> told me. They were going because they wanted to just clear their mind. You can, but you can have a dual purpose trip. And let's see. So how what convenient I that the, the second purpose of the trip was left out. Because had my friend been honest with me and told me, I'm going because I'm going to try to fix this relationship. I would have done everything in my power to be like, you need to stop being fucking stupid and wake the hell up and not do it. Like, don't go. Okay, so let me let me say that I wish I had a drink right now because I feel like drinking I seriously. I I can understand why you would have felt lied to. But 
it isn't about you at the end of the day. And the reality is, is that people it's, do. Wait, with, I'm, I'm going to stop you right let me there. Let me no, 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 no. Why? I'm going to stop you because it's not that it's about me. It's the fact that personally, I feel when a person comes to me for advice, it's because they value what I'm going to say. So mm -hmm. I felt betrayed because, again, had this person said to me, I'm going for this purpose, I knew my friend was going to get hurt. I mm -hmm. knew it. And I would not have wanted my friend to experience that. My friend was already hurt with the fact that the relationship ended the way it did. Mm -hmm. So putting my so, friend so in So it ended abruptly. It ended blindsided. You mm -hmm. know, you, you, you are thinking you're in this relationship, in this happy-go-lucky relationship. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a fucking FaceTime telling you, I don't think this is working. Communication sucks. Let's go our way, our own ways. Like... And it's yes. not that it's about me. It's that I would not have wanted my friend to experience more hurt. I, it, it was not the time. It was not yeah. the time for my my friend to put themselves in the situation to try to fix their relationship. Mm -hmm. So I I can understand that. And I can understand why you would have felt betrayed or devalued. But I also can see the other person's perspective. And the other person's perspective may be that because they experienced this city with this person, that it was important for them to go back and just, I don't know, get, I don't want to say the word closure because closure is a, is a loaded word. And I think it's used to, is, is weaponized too often by people, but maybe it was an opportunity for them to try to figure out what went wrong. And I, 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 I get why you feel that way, but I don't know what to say with that because I feel like you probably should have known deep down that maybe that's part of the reason, especially if it's the same city. I mean, come I on. didn't want to think that my friend was that stupid. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, but then Please. here's my question. Here's but my, love here's... makes you stupid. But go ahead. Oh, Listen, I got to laugh because love mm -hmm. has made me stupid, but I don't even know if we can call this situation stupid. This situation was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, um, okay, so here's my question to you then, right? You better hope your friend not listening, but go ahead. Text me because I will tell you <laughs> straight in your face. I do not fucking care. I you better hope they're not listening, but go ahead. Anywho. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you feel, right? This is you. I'm I'm not talking about my friend here. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, right? When you are in a relationship and there are disagreements between you and the other party, are you the type of person that you try to resolve the issues at the moment when it happens? Maybe give it 30 minutes or an hour, but you feel like we need to sit down and try to resolve it right away? Or are you the type where you feel like, Maybe let's just give each other some time and then we can come back and talk about it. I think it varies for me. I let me just take it personal for a moment. I was recently dealing with someone where uh, most of the issues or the arguments were when we were drunk, right? And so in the time, in the moment, in the space, I think both individuals were trying to have the discussions about it. 
And the problem with that is that we were not trying to have a discussion with an active listening ear. We're really trying to have the discussion with the point of getting our point across. And so when you try to have a discussion about getting your point across, that's not communication, right? And what I began through therapy, though, what I began to understand is that the individual who I was dealing with was weaponizing the concept of communication. And, and why I say weaponize the concept of communication is because that became the reason for the breakup, the lack of communication. But the person was not effective in their communication during the time either and would not take responsibility of the ineffective communication. And let me put it this way, is that when there were disagreements, the person apologized the next day and it was expected, at least that's the way I felt, that I was supposed to be able to just say, okay, let's get over it, right? But yet this person gets to harbor and hold on to all these other issues that we've already discussed and we've moved on from, but that becomes one of the reasons why we're not good together, right? It's this whole like thing. So I say all that to say that Looking back, <clears throat> my, my normal process of doing things is to be silent and deal with it later, right? Because I like to process. And in the process of me processing, I'm really processing what the fuck did I do and correct in that moment? And why did I feel that way, right? But it doesn't always work that way sometimes when people are trying to navigate through conversations and people are not always honest about their contribution to the, to the breakdown or the fact that they are deceptive in their attempt to communicate. I don't know if that really answered the question. Uh, I know I'm kind of going around it, but no, I, I, I have become to realize that that it was part of the thing, right? And yeah, so, you know, if I had a magic wand like Harry Potter and I can go back and change the time around, I think the two set that would be used would be that we would have no, no continued conversation about the point where we are at a point of not listening and just arguing, right? Because couples are going to disagree, right? And one thing that this person did a lot of which, you know, looking back is at the end, this is why I use the word weaponize. At the end, what they try to do is weaponize those disagreements and say that it's toxic. But talking through therapists, doing research and journaling, that's not toxicity, right? Toxicity is, in my view, is that when you are arguing, your point is to tear down the other person. Your point is to make the other person feel less than devalued, misunderstood. But what I realized what this person was really doing, and sometimes me, is that we were doing what we call emotional reasoning, right? And so emotional reasoning, I think, I, actually, I looked it up. It's, it's like when you feel misunderstood about a situation, your emotions take over you and you start twisting the facts to fit how you are feeling emotionally. And in those situations, your facts, your reality is false, Right. Because what you are doing is you're changing the narrative so that it fits how you feel. And that's not right. Because you have to think about and you have to start settling in and figuring out what is the underlining issue. Because there's always going to be an underlying issue. 
And if you don't understand and have the conversation to deep down get to that underlying issue, you are going to use your emotional reason as a way to justify why you feel a certain way. And you're going to say, I feel this way because you made me feel this way versus I feel this way because it's my own emotions playing into it. And this situation has tapped something that has caused me to double down to those emotions. Does that make sense? It does. I guess you learned that in therapy, huh? I'm learning that through therapy and I journaling. See. Very good. <laughs> Very good. But you, you did answer um, my question and you know, Thank you for making it about you, but it's really not about you. Going back to my friend. I'm not, I, I know. Let's but roll you it know. over. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you answer my question because as you said something, you made me think back, right? When you and I were in a relationship, by the way, listeners, this was many, many years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Almost 20 mm -hmm. years ago. You were definitely that type of person that something happened between us and you didn't want to talk about it right away. And I would mm -hmm. nag you and nag you and nag you to try to talk about it, you know, as it happened. And with my second relationship, it was the same way, but it wasn't until that relationship that I understood how important it was to allow him to get his emotions in order mm -hmm. so that we can come together and discuss it, which is mm -hmm. why if my friend had told me, I'm going for this, I would have said it's too fresh. Mm -hmm. You know, allow the time to pass because mm -hmm. that way the emotions aren't high. My friend was very upset. It was just too fresh. You know, had my friend been honest with me and said, D, this is why I'm going because, you know, I, I really feel like I want to fight for this relationship. I want to give it another try. I probably would have said, I don't think it's time. You know, I think that you are very upset right now. Your emotions are really high and going to see this person, it could go left. It can go right real quick, you know, allow mm -hmm. time to pass. Mm -hmm. You don't know if that other person also needs time. You know what I mean? Like I right. would not, it's like throwing, it's like, it's like I threw my friend out there to, to the wolves mm -hmm. to get eaten, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and, and let me ask you this. What was the, did you talk to the friend after the return or are they still there? I did. I spoke to her and <laughs> I'm going to tell you my own words. I bet she says to herself, I should, I fucking listen to her. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, all is fair in love and war. And you know, I some mean, to people, a point, though, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but some people, some people, some people really honor love. Some people really hold on to love, right? Wait, are you trying it, to say I don't but, honor love? No, no, no. I'm saying some people. <laughs> and because of the love, there is a desire for the other person to also hold on to that love. And if both people hold on to the love, the hope is that there is an a, ability to navigate through the hurdles that they are having, right? But, but everyone doesn't navigate the same way. And so I definitely can understand why, why you kind of have that perception about it. But keep in mind, it took you some time to get there. 
because yeah, you were years. You, you, yeah, you, yeah, you were a very emotional person. Yes, so, and I still am. You know. Yeah. I think and, that. And, yeah. I already carry the the gene of being a female, you know, and females are emotional. We tend to be emotional. I'm a Taurus, so I tend to be a little bit more emotional. So yeah, it took me years to get to a point where, and I think that, I I think the way I look at it is that I'm at an age where if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't want her to hold on to love. No, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have wanted her to go and fight for the relationship. That's not what I'm saying. It was too fresh. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it yeah. literally happened like on a Friday. And can I can I say what I really want to say? The B-I-T-C-H was already on a plane on Monday. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like, give it time. Uh, you know, like, we can't force time. a relationship. And I felt like that's that's what... That's what she ended up going over there for to try to force something and and it did not happen, you know, like yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and sometimes what happens in that respect too is that when you when you do that, <clears throat> you may be going there with the purest intentions in your head, but the other person may not see it as that. They may seem see it as you're invading their space, you're invading their time, you're invading their area, right? Now, first of all, you don't own a city. Now, I'm a, I'm a stand by that. Okay, I don't care about any of that. Okay, you don't own a fucking city, but I definitely can understand. You know, having talked to my therapist, how that can come across, right? But I also think that as adults, there needs to be some semblance of being able to recognize what's emotional, what's reality, and what's now. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to push because as I, I stated before, mo people who are emotional and deal with emotional reasoning, they're not dealing with facts, right? And there can be a fact that a person brings up as support of their position but you can have receipts that say, no, you, you actually said X, Y, and Z, right? And then their response would be like, oh, and move on and find another reason why they still feel the way they feel. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. I, I definitely agree that time, time is important. And, but, you know, sometimes feel, people feel like, well, if I'm giving the person time, if I'm giving the person time to forget me, right? And which is another issue for some people. But you shook your head. I do agree. You do need to let the person take time. My intentions, I just don't want, you know, the listeners to think like <clears throat> I was giving advice with with the hopes of because that's how it's you know, now that I sit here and and like lit but as it recall what you and I have been saying, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of sounds like I'm probably saying I wanted her to take, take my advice and do what I was telling her. And it's not necessarily that it's that I feel that if you're going to come to me for advice, be honest with what you're telling me. Don't leave things out because then I feel like I can't really, you know, give you an honest advice because I'm giving it based on what you're trying to hear. Mm -hmm. But let me ask this question. So I'm going to push back. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
do you feel that you present yourself as a person who would be willing mm -hmm. to listen to the individual's full perspective without making that person feel less than or stupid for wanting to do it? So let me be, let me be completely honest with you. This friend that I'm referring to is not one of my closest friends. It's not a person that I would have ever thought would have actually came to me for advice, especially on relationships, because we have, we have a, a friendship, mm -hmm. right? But it's not a friendship that I can say, how do I say it? It's more of a, we respect each other because we have to respect each other, you know, but it's not a, oh, Denise, you know, this is what I'm going through at work. And, you know, let me sit here and talk to you about it. Or this is what I'm going through, you know, so for that person to have reached out and said, you know, what was going on, I kind of felt like this person really needs to hear something, something. from me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. If I felt like, you know, like, like I am a person that's approachable for my friend to have said, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you that because again, well, I let me tell like... you, cause I've dealt with you long enough. Okay. okay. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. So for, for me, when I come to you for certain things, I know that I have to compartmentalize what I say to you. Because if I say a certain thing, you lose track of why I came to you because you then go to something that you don't like about why I'm doing something or why I'm coming to you. So <clears throat> this goes to the whole concept of, and this is not to bring it to me, but I, I just want to make this point. Some people like to use the word hold emotional space, right? or hold space for me. And that's really a therapeutic word and concept. And people tend to use it and don't know what it really means because they're not trained to do it, right? And I'm learning this through therapy. <laughs> and it's a loaded word when people use it because to hold space and to and want someone to hold emotional space, you have to know how to hold emotional space for people as well. And what that really means about holding emotional space is that you are there to listen and to listen and to listen. And that means that the person who's talking should feel as if they can be vulnerable in front of you without you using their vulnerability against them, whether in that moment or later, right? And so what I'm learning is that when people use that word, they're using it not because they really want emotional space, because they don't want to give emotional space. They want to take the emotional space. And when you take emotional space, you give no opportunity for the other person person to really sit into what it is that you need from them, right? And so I say all that to say at the end of the day is that emotional space means that I am free to come to you, be vulnerable with you, provide information to you that you don't agree with, provide information to you that makes you uncomfortable, provide information to you that makes you want to slap the shit out of me, but yet you're still there and you listen and that's it.
right? That's emotional space. And that means that if you want it, you got to also give it. And what I'm learning is that people use it for their own good, right? And so to truly hold emotional space means that I sit, I listen, that's it. And then you also allow that individual to give you that emotional space. So in this particular situation, when your friend came to you, that meant that they should have felt free enough with you to give you all the facts so that you listen, listen, and listen. And But the friend also needs to be willing to listen to your perspective. And then that's truly giving each other emotional space. Do you feel that you truly gave quote unquote emotional space to that friend? Again, for, for one, I, I'm surprised that she chose me for, for the advice because I don't, I, I see my closest friends feeling comfortable coming to get advice from me, but not someone that I, you know, that, that is just friends. We're just friends if we see each other, hey, how you doing, you know, and and maybe hang, we've hanged out maybe once or twice, but it's not a daily kind of thing, like with my other friends. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. for that person to even have came to me, for one, it was surprising. But two, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I'm thinking she felt comfortable enough thinking that, you know, she would want to hear what I was saying. I don't know. And I hear you say, well, you know, I can see if we're closest friends, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't matter. No, because you see, let, let me put this out there for anybody that's listening that that is part of my friends. Don't come to me for advice. I don't like giving advice. So I don't know if I gave the person the emotional space or not because we don't have that type of. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I guess you don't necessarily I guess from my perspective, you don't necessarily have to have that close relationship. To and give to me, it's, and see, and from my perspective, I do. Okay. Then, and that's fine. And, but, but the term emotional space is not dependent on how close you are. The, in your perspective, because in my perspective, again, do not come to me. So if you're listening, <laughs> what you know, you're saying is, here's what I hear you say. Let me pair it back. What I think I hear you say, you tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remove the concept of emotional space. Mm -hmm. What I hear you say is, is that for you, the person came to you for advice who was not, who you did not consider to be very close to you. Right. And so what I hear you say is that you don't know whether or not there, there was emotional space given because you don't know the person enough exactly. to understand what they need. Exactly. And the person obviously didn't communicate that to you. Exactly. Which is, which is very important in that process. Yes, I agree with you. Communicating what you need is, is important. But, you know, we're kind of taking it to another level. And I'm not a therapist. I just go through therapy. Was, I know. Um... I'm over here learning some pieces and <laughs> all this. But I am. Which I mean, is good. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad I'm, for you. I'm, I'm learning things that I did and I do that is not conducive to effective interactions with people. And so, yeah, I'm learning. And I'm also learning what I am willing to take from people and what I'm not willing to take 
um, versus trying to be, con- you Please know, please everybody. Yes, mm-hmm. or be concerned about how people think about me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, giving advice is always difficult, particularly with relationships, and particularly when you ain't got no relationship. But sometimes I feel like listen, that's people- what I'm saying. No, but I, I feel like sometimes it's better to get relationship from people who are not close to you because I don't think close friends are honest with you. I think they are honest to a part of that or to to some portion of it, but they also recognize you and understand you so they know what you can take and what you can hear. And yeah, I... I tend to think that the best advice have for me have come from people who are not very close to me because they can hear something that I said or I did and they can be like, oh, you fucked up. Right now, sometimes friends can say that. But I also feel like sometimes friends are they know you. They know your little sensitive moments. They know your triggers. So they may not be as clear or, you know, honest about some things. But, you know, to each their own. You know, I don't have, yeah, that's what I would say about that. But so taking I, your your emotions away from it, do you feel that I, if I have to tell you, if you were to come to me for advice, mm-hmm. do you feel that if you fucked up, I was I would be honest with you? Well, first of all. Well, you think I fuck up on everything. So yes, but okay. go ahead. No, no, that's all I wanted. I wanted to see if you felt that I would, you know, be honest with you and be like, you fucked up. Like, it's on you. You you shouldn't have done that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard dealing with stuff. And it's hard dealing with people. And it's hard dealing with emotions. And it's hard dealing with relationships and what went wrong, what was right, what was not right. And it is a learning experience. Yeah, it is a learning experience. But what I will say to people, you know, everyone don't want to go to therapy. Everybody don't want to to navigate through those uncomfortable conversations. But, you know, I think people need to find some avenues where they are honest about what they did, not what the other person did. Be honest about what you did. Because what I'm finding in journaling is, and what I tend to do when I journal, and I'm this may not work for everybody, I always put at the top, what the issue that I understood or what bothered me. But what I journal about is what did I do? What could I have done differently? And then I navigate through how I felt in that situation. Because I, what I'm trying to do is separate the emotional reason that I talked about earlier of me twisting facts to fit how I feel versus focusing on what the fuck did I do? Because only I can change what I did. I can't change the other person who was involved or the other people who were involved. I only can change what I did. And it's a sense of being honest to yourself about you. And that's how I journal. And it may not work with everybody. Some people just journal, ah, this motherfucker did this. And why, you know, he doesn't make me feel good or she doesn't make me feel good or, you know, this, that, and the third. And I feel like that is perpetuating this emotional reasoning that I think is harmful to true communication because you're not being honest with yourself. And in my view, 
Does that yeah, make no, sense? It does. It does. It does yeah. a lot. So that, 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 that's, that's how I journal. And because I, I'm trying to pinpoint what I did and how I can make myself better because I can't, I can't make someone else better. Exactly. And I can't, I can't make someone else want to be better. And so that's the journey that I'm going through. And I tell you, you know, sometimes I come through it vindicated, but sometimes I come through like, oh shit, I could have fucking did that better. And then what I, you know, the biggest part of that is recognizing when you're wrong, but also recognizing when it's right for you to communicate that to the individual individuals who you felt that you crossed or harmed. And that's the difficult part because the other individuals may not be ready and the other individuals may not be receptive of hearing that you apologize because some people would be like, Oh, thank you for doing that. I appreciate you saying that. And they say those words because it's the words that they normally would need to say. But the question is, are they really internalizing it to understand that the person recognized their fault and are trying to correct course? And sometimes we hold people, you know, we hold people hostage sometimes. And I know I do it. So Mm -hmm. I'm just not like I'm saying it like I'm perfect. I know I hold people hostage. And I think that we need to get from holding people hostage and letting go of the bound, the the shackles that hold relationships boggled down. And that's what I'm working on. I'm glad. I'm glad that you, you know, you took the step to try to seek a therapist. Yeah, part of the process. But, you know, I know this conversation kind of went all over the place. I know. And I was going to say, we, we started catching up and then we ended up talking about my friend and then we ended up talking about you and then back to my friend and, and then back to you. And But I, I think it's also <laughs> good for your friend. The friend should just figure out like, Look, I mean, I don't know the person, but my advice would be to the person at the end of the day is if there were true issues that you've identified, and I'm a firm believer that there is no issue that's so insurmountable that you can't figure out a solution. Mm -hmm. The question is, do you want to do the work? Exactly. And if the other person doesn't want to do the work, leave that person there and you do your work. Because what's going to happen is, is that it's going to only make your future relationships, and I'm not talking about intimate relationships, I'm talking about family relationships, friends, just work relationships, it's going to make your relationships better. And if you are interested in rekindling or making that relationship work, if that person is still stuck, leave them stuck. <laughs> I did. I She yeah. texted something and, and I gave her the thumbs up. And I, and I think she... She felt the thumbs up because my response back was, oh, wow, thumbs up. Yeah, but that's yeah. passive aggressive, but go ahead. MFR. <laughs> that's nah. passive aggressive behavior. It, no, it's more of a, just leave me alone. Like, do what, at this point, that's just passive. do whatever you want to do. Like, that's passive aggressive. But yes, I get it. But yeah, anyhow, it's a process and we're learning it and we are navigating through it. It's life, right? It, doesn't come with a manual. So we, we go day not. by day trying to yeah. figure out how to make it to the next day. Yeah, it's a process. That is episode 81. Episode 81 is what it do. It was a catch up moment slash advice slash 
Sean thinks Sean. he's a therapist. <laughs> slash Sean is learning his fucking bullshit. Which is good. You know, so anyhow. So I'm your host, Sean. I am joined by Denise. Denise. Mm-hmm. And you know that you can look at us on Facebook. It is at Peeps Creek Cafe. You can do us on IG, Twitter, and Twitch at Peeps Creek. You can do YouTube at Peeps Creek Podcast. You can go on the website at www.peepscreek.com. All the videos, all of the audios there. The links to everything. That, oh, you can send us an email, cafe at peepscreek.com. And then the links to everything that we have available is at cafe.peepscreek.com backslash links. All right. So until next time, make sure that you continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace and love.